This is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to uh, Video Games Cover to Cover's continuing and eternal coverage of The Witcher 3. This time it is episode 22. I think I got it right this time. You did, but what episode is it? 35. <laughs> okay. The real thing is, Andrew, you keep saying eternal coverage, but it wouldn't have to be if you'd stop playing Gwent and start playing the story. I played literally one hand of Gwent. What? That was the only one I have played, and you're making a bit. You made I a big do deal not out of it. believe that you played one hand of Gwent and somehow got fifteen versus six cards. I did. I don't believe it, Andrew. Well, I did face off against another Skelligan deck. Oh, oh, what's this about? Uh, well, why are you playing Gwent, Chris? Because I'm waiting on you to finish the dang story. Oh, and that silence is you going, probably shouldn't have asked that question. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, see, I have all the time in the world to play Gwent. I could probably go out and finish the Gwent story now, except for the fact that I literally can't where I'm at. Cool. So anyway, we, we looked it up. I was looking at different websites because pretty much all of the websites were only giving you one way to get Arendite. I eventually found Prima Games had multiple different ways to basically all of the ways that I'm aware of to get each one of the quests because I kept looking there and I'm like, everyone kept saying, well, you have to spare the Shalimar. And I'm like, well, Andrew and I both got it and neither of us spared the Shalimar. So that's definitely not the only way to get compassion. Turns out the other way to get compassion was, um, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't remember. But what I do remember is that good old Prima Games, their website actually did have them all that I was aware of. And the only other one that you got from the Vivienne quest that we were talking about last time, the only one that was there is you get honor if you specifically do not tell Garum. Gar, gar, garum. Garum, I think is how you Giarm. pronounce it. If you specifically keep her secret, you get valor for that or honor for that. So based off of the rules that we laid out last time, uh, it appears that objectively mine was the better way to end that quest um, because you get honor for keeping the lady's secret. Fair enough. I mean, I suppose that is what we agreed. So, yeah, I'll, I'll still say even though you get no virtue for the fairy tale ending of the winery by your standpoint i'd say that you probably got the other the the best ending but i like the way mine turned out you know i like <laughs> i like the uh independence of the the lady there and going off and making things on her own if the positions had been reversed and i had gotten the independent woman that don't need no man ending would you still say that was better or would you say yours is better? That's a, that is a difficult question because. Because a lot of this is, I think, just that you want to be able to say that. No. You I, got the right answer. <laughs> I'd have to sit back and really think about whether or not. It depends because part of the reason why I like mine better is because I had the experience of actually seeing my ending. I didn't yeah. actually go back and watch your ending to see how both of them reacted as a couple. Now, if I go back and watch that, in which at this point, I will make a point to do, 
I will even make a point to do the Garum one, even though objectively, based off of the rules we set forth already, I, I definitely had the better one there. Specifically because mine involved not, you know, mine involved keeping a promise versus, you know, being a terrible liar. <laughs> I'll go back and I'll watch the wine thing of the, I guess, best end of them ending up together in a fairy tale fashion and see how which which one I actually like better. Here here's the thing. I like them both. I like mine specifically because I I got it and it was my experience. I do think both of them are are good endings though. I I would also go as far to say that the ending with just the guy ending up with the winery would be good as well, just not as good because dudes basically get everything. So, yeah. I mean, I came to the same conclusion at first before I got all the way through it where I was like, I mean, if I have to pick between the two of them, I definitely support the lady, but. Except they don't really give you a reason to either to to actually support one of the other one because they're both of them are very, very petty against the other one to begin with. So really, yeah, you really have no information to go on. But, you know, I got mine, so I think I like it more. I'll go back and I'll watch I'll watch your ending and, and see how I feel then. It, it does. The only reason why it really gives me pause is the fact that I did see the one where both of them ended up getting the the less good version of both of them working together. Exactly. Where he's basically a lazy layabout and she she is going to make something of it basically on her own. And from that perspective, that is I, I would go as far as to say that that is definitely the worst end. Because both of them, he's just going to be a lazy layabout. And whether it becomes a good winery or not, it's basically all thanks to her. But he's going to get half the credit, which doesn't make any sense at all. Which I think is why of giving her the winery versus giving him the winery, I think it's better to give it to her in the first place. But if they can bury the hatchet by not, by realizing that neither of them had anything to do with the sabotage, and being thrust into a forced partnership basically made them become lovers. I mean, yeah, that's a great happy ending, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably couldn't think of a happier one. No, we don't need to spend a bunch of this episode just rehashing old stuff, even though I know you felt the need to do that. <laughs> what do you mean me felt the need? You're the one that brought that up, not me. <laughs> you, you specifically that brought up. true. You brought it up. It is not not true. I, uh, okay, first of all, I brought up the Vivian thing because we specific. I specifically said I was going to look it up last time, and I did, yeah. and didn't forget. You specifically asked me if- I did, but you, you brought the vineyard up first, but I did do that. You're right. Yeah, you. that's the only reason why I brought it up again, and I went into much detail about that. I never would have done that had you not asked me that question. I was perfectly fine to sit there and think that my ending was fine. Yeah, okay. In your face, sir. Sure. I, uh, if I had a white glove and we were in the same room, I would slap you in the face with it. Oh. As this is now a duel. Well For then. honor. And if you were honorable, which we already know you aren't, you would accept. I already got my honor. I don't need more. <laughs> I got oh. the sword. It doesn't matter now. Oh, so is that, is that, is that why you totally lied to Vivian? No, I didn't already have the sword at that point <laughs> and had no idea. 
Because I did that was one of the first side quests I did was the night tournament. Yeah, that was I had done that one. I think that was right after I did the vineyard stuff. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I kind of did Same all here. of them as is like a mixture. I want to say because the vineyard, the problem I have with the vineyard stuff is everything was so dang far away. Yeah, and it was all a bunch of hot spots, which was the same thing that happens with. Did you build the statue? The, the what? The the Lebiota statue. I'm going to take that as a no. What do you mean? There's a side quest to help a foreman in a quarry about some thing. Did you do that? But with the dead cow or whatever. Yeah, and then there's a follow up quest after that where you help them get the supplies to build the statue they're working on. I never got a follow-up quest. He just basically tells you, hey, come by and talk to me. And if you go by, if you listen and come talk to him, he gives you this follow-up quest about, hey, we're expecting some shipments that haven't come in. Can you look into it? Oh, maybe I did that. I want to say no. I was going to say, you would know because you like every time you help, you get to see the statue get bigger and it's really hard to miss. It's basically like that giant, um, like, Jesus statue in Brazil or whatever. You know, the one everybody knows with, like, his hands up or whatever. Uh-huh. It basically becomes like that. Like, that's how big the statue is. So, like, you would definitely know if you did it. So, no, I never went back to the quarry. It, it, if it didn't specifically give me a quest indicator to do so, I never went back. I don't remember if it did or not. I actually just talked to him, like, literally right away and just, like, followed him. Um, but... But yeah, it's a very similar in that it basically winds up just being a bunch of um, hot spots that you have to go deal with where the carts went missing. Well, because that's the thing. If I had actually gotten a quest for it, I definitely would have done it. But if it's one of those things where he's like, yeah, just come back and talk to me. I have no idea where that quarry's at and I am never going to find it. It's actually one of the one of the waypoints, which is like the only reason I remember it, because it's since waypoints are so few and far between. But yeah, well, maybe if I'm actually able to, I'll go back and do it. Probably not, though. But yeah. Anyway, all I was saying there was like that was similar in that it was all over the place and it was just a bunch of random um, hotspots like or the, the random question marks on the map that you had to deal with that eventually built the statue. Last time we focused a lot on um, various side quests and stuff, but this time. Uh, like we usually do, we're kind of trying to hit more on the main story and there's a lot, a lot of stuff happens. Um, <laughs> blood and wine's got a lot going on, but yeah, I, so, I can safely say that I do like it better than heart of stone at this point personally. So I don't know that I can fairly make that statement yet just because I feel like I'm going to need to get all the way through it so I can look back on both of them as a whole. But it is, I mean, it's definitely very, very good. And I expect I probably will wind up liking it better, too. But I mean, from my perspective, whether I had to look at it, there there would have to be something absolutely insane, crazy, like all of this was a dream (laughs) for me to hate it more than or, or for me to not like it more than Heart of Stone at this point. I mean, again, Heart of Stone was really good. Blood of Wine, in my opinion, is better. After everything that I've seen and everything I've done, the tension, and I'm only going to bring it up because I'm pretty sure we're going to get there here, but the tension when after that party, when you're there and Regis and Detlaf both show up, I was like, oh, <laughs> and my yeah, wife that was, intense. was like in the, in the other room going, what? What's the matter? 
It's a video game. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't get it. This is nuts right now. I don't know what's going to happen. They weren't supposed to come. None of it was supposed to be like this. Okay. Wow. I never had a moment like that. Not, I can't think of one moment that I was so unbelievably blown away that, that caused me so much tension. I mean, yeah, when you're in there and you're finding out all the stuff about Olgeard and basically finding out that, oh, turns out Guillermo. Gaunter. Yeah. Guillermo. 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 <laughs> Guillermo. You find out that that dude's evil the whole time. Well, you already knew he was evil, so at that point, it's good. Basically, you know that everything is all is just his fault to begin with. So everything that Olgeard does is like shocking, but not like duh almost the whole thing was about basically how gaunter was so super evil but the 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 tension that this created because i'm like i know i'm gonna have a timed event i know let's get there let's get there let's let's get to that point because i'm pretty sure we're gonna get there in this episode if not we're definitely gonna get there now because i already brought it up but (laughs) i i don't think i've had any moments like that in in heart of stone and and not that heart of stone wasn't good but it's just blood and wine has has done such a good job of creating this this tension and this narrative that like you really have no idea what's going to happen it's like anything could happen at this point you know siri could come in and be like (laughs) just stab detlaf and suddenly she has the ability to like perma kill vampires or something and it's like Okay, like I get I mean, it. Like, let's I mean, go. Regis is probably going to be real mad. I'm sorry, man. I don't really know what to tell you. I guess you're just going to have to go make a make a television show with Kathy Lee. But <laughs> wow, I, I, I I'm just saying it, it's. I really haven't. I didn't really have a whole lot of those moments happen in Heart of in Heart of Stone, and. There's been several times where there's been a lot of tension-filled moments. And and, and especially basically every moment after that has had some sort of tension and some sort of, I don't know what's going to happen, and I love it. So I I guess I'll say this one thing before we get back into actually trying to um, summarize the plot, because we kind of (laughs) got, we we keep jumping around like we have a tendency to do, but... I will say, like, yeah, if there's been one overarching theme so far in terms of, like, the directions the plot have gone, it just feels like everything is just this constant spiral down the rabbit hole because, like, every time you think you learn something, turns out you were completely wrong and there's something completely new now. And it just keeps happening, like, every quest. It's like, oh, we're going to go follow this lead. Oh, well, this lead turns out to be, yeah, it wasn't that guy at all. It's this other guy. And, oh, it turns out it wasn't that guy, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Part of it was ruined for me because I kind of already knew some of the stuff because after I looked up Erendite the first time, I saw some things and it definitely kind of ruined a little bit of it for me. But even knowing some things in advance, the tension of still not really having any idea what's going on is like awesome. So fair enough. We go meet Regis and Kathy Lee. All, the three of us are having a conversation. <laughs> the Kathy Lee is his imaginary friend, apparently. Regis was one of the first, way back when, 
I think it was like one. It was either the first or the second episode. Regis was the one that specifically asked Geralt about what he's been up to. And Geralt specifically says that he beat the Wild Hunt. Yes. And so way back then, I basically already done all of this. And uh, that was how that was how I knew that Geralt, that all of this had actually taken place afterwards. And what I thought was really funny about that is you got to have this whole conversation with Regis about basically him being a vampire. I was about to say, before we dive into into that, though, like we should probably explain like what we're even doing there. I don't remember what we were even doing there. So we went there because he wanted to talk to us about Detlef, uh, in, in his home in the, in the crypts, and he has a plan for how to potentially locate him with thanks to the hand that Geralt retrieved where he can create some potion that basically lets you see into someone's memories, which I thought was really interesting. And the main reason that stood out was, didn't we basically already have a potion for that in the base game? Isn't that how we convinced the one wild hunt guy? Oh, no, we had a dream seer lady. It was the dream seer lady. Yeah. We used a potion to basically make it so all of us could see the dream, but it was the dream seer lady. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so anyway, this time we're basically using a potion to cause those effects to happen, involve requiring certain bits of uh, some, some extremely hard to locate stuff. And the first part of that is something that can induce some significant hallucinations. And Geralt's Witcher knowledge basically informs him of a couple of things that could do it. Uh, but w- the first one, or the, the one that it was really powerful acid that they needed. Really powerful hallucinogenic. Pretty sure it was acid. I thought it was a hallucinogenic. I, I, I thought that they needed to dissolve the hand, and in order to do that, they needed an extremely powerful acid because the thing, the white thing that we needed specifically, it was the most potent acid that there was. Yeah, whatever it was we needed it for, we needed saliva from the spotted white or whatever. It was the thing that... But then Geralt comments that he's pretty sure they got hunted to extinction by the witchers previously. And so Regis sends, talks to birds because he can talk to ravens. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and I, just, 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 yeah, it turns out Revis, Re, Regis can talk to birds. Uh, so yeah, he yeah, was talking to ravens. I mean, that's literally all the, the game spent on it was just, yeah, you can talk to it birds. It wasn't all cool. the game spent on it. He was talking about how like they specifically... He was talking about how the birds have to like, like you have to build a rapport with them and that yeah, birds like are incredibly smart and that they can see things that other people couldn't see and everything like that. And basically they told Geralt that he's wrong and one does exist. Yeah. The bird was a lot more than just, yeah, Revis talks to birds. Yeah, but we don't get to the rest of that until after Regis and Geralt have their conversation, which I well, was just, trying to lead into. I'm just saying you more, you, you more or less just... This dude is a higher vamp. One of the things that I think is important in this is that Regis specifically says that vampires, all higher vampires, not only have all of the benefits of a normal vampire, but they also have a unique quark, so to speak, if we want to get into My Hero Academia. Kind of like the, uh, the vampires in Twilight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 
kind of like that, but not. I had to bring it up. You knew I did. I know you had to bring it up. And, and I know, I mean, here's the thing. And I, I've mentioned this in other things that we've done in the past. I liked the initial books of Twilight. Just, I mean, yes, they obviously have their problems, but the reason I liked it was the way that they went into vampires. Not the whole sparkly diamond skin whateverness. The way that they did vampires, I thought was fantastic. And that was the fact that, like, each vampire was unique. And that's exactly what The Witcher does. Yeah, and, I mean, here I was making a comment, but I feel like I should say, I think a lot of the toilet, like a lot of things... It gets a bad reputation more because of the fact that it's it's something that, you know, teen girls like and therefore it's inherently girlish and childish and whether or not that's actually true. I mean, I don't think they're amazing books or whatever, but I do think their reputation is worse than it probably deserves. And, 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 and that's the thing. It's just the one thing that I really liked about them was just the way that they went into vampires, specifically Stephanie Meyer went into vampires is because they they all had this unique thing about them that made them different, which inherently made them more interesting as vampires. Like, there's one vampire who had the ability to control elements. That's, like, the sweetest thing ever. He's basically Avatar, but also a vampire. <laughs> so imagine if the Avatar was immortal... And had all of the benefits of also being a vampire. I mean, which includes the immortality or whatever. But, dude, that's awesome. That was the one thing. And again, the movies had their problems. But to actually see everybody fight with all their unique powers. And that dude is like opening up chasms in 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 the ground and stuff. And like shooting fireballs or whatever. And I'm just sitting there like. This is what I want. And and so Regis can talk to birds. I've never yeah. seen other vampires do that. Witcher does the same thing in that aspect. And it seems like each one of them kind of has their own special thing that they do. Like Regis can can talk to birds. And that seems to be a unique thing specifically for him. Detlaf has an ability that we will see later that is pretty significant. It's just one of those cool little details that, like, as a higher vampire, not only do you get all the benefits of being a vampire, but then you also get some unique talent that is yours and yours alone. Vampires, as they're presented in the Witcher universe, are interesting in that they seem to be a lot more, um, well, not only are they clearly one of the more intelligent species of monsters, which, you know, Geralt already has established he has issues with fighting. For good reason. But yeah, like they're, they're very unique, even within the context of these intelligent monsters. And the fact that we're learning so much about them is really interesting. So, yes, yeah, so we want to continue the conversation with Regis first, since we were kind of yes. already there to begin with. Yes, before we get we've on danced to... around that a lot. So, so the one, the only thing that I was going to say about Regis before I, before you brought up meeting him in the first place was just the fact that you have this whole conversation with him where you basically get to find out all this information on vampires. And then he says, okay, Geralt, now it's your turn because you sit down and you have a drink with him. Mm -hmm. And Geralt's like, cool, you get one question. And I'm just sitting there like, dude. Yeah, that was really weird because like he answered like six questions from you. He just just like poured out his whole life story and he's sitting there going like, 
seriously, I can't think of a more interesting person to talk to than you. And you're only going to give him one thing. And the one thing he asks and you as a player actually get give the get the opportunity to answer it is do you like being a witcher basically yeah that is specifically the way- would you do it again if you had a choice yeah what did you pick you know i thought about it and i basically said yes and Geralt's answer kind of winds up being you know i don't know that i would know how to do anything else and that's exactly what i did i did yes because i'm like Geralt specifically as a witcher has helped so many people he yeah. probably never would have met Siri. He definitely never would have met Yennefer. And if he did, it probably wouldn't have gone as well as it did. And he <laughs> certainly lived a, I mean, now granted, being a witcher, he's clearly the outlier because it talks regularly about how a lot of witchers, you know, die young and et cetera. But he's clearly lived far longer than he would have lived if he had been a normal person and has, you know, yeah, has helped a lot of people and also just has had so many experiences in his life that most people will just never have. Because that is one of those that I kind of sat there for a minute and I really thought about it. And it's like, would, and I didn't think about it, me as a player, I thought about it as everything that I know about Geralt, would he actually do it over again? And I honestly think he would. Me too. From, From what we know about him, like, I mean, the kind of what he said- I don't know that he would would have anything else he would want to do. Exactly. Because he's he doesn't get the opportunity. He, he would never have the opportunity to help as many people as he has with his old life. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that, but but he didn't become Geralt of Riviera. <laughs> Damn it. Back to that again. He didn't become Geralt of Rivia by not being a witcher. Although I think in the books he was already Geralt of Rivia because I think he was actually nobility in the books. And then he became a witcher later because of, you know, his whole dad giving away thing, I think. I I really need to go back and read the books. I, I did not think he was nobility at all. I thought that definitely happened way after he was already a witcher. I mean, I could I, I could be wrong on that. And the story that they told in the one quest might actually be true, but I thought I read that somewhere, but I mean, who knows? You can't believe everything you read on the internet. And what I really need to do is go back and read the books. And I definitely want to buy them because after we watched the series, my wife was like, so uh, when you getting me them books? <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? At least she's wanting to do a bunch of reading. There's way worse hobbies to have. Yeah, I, I personally... It's not that I don't like reading. Every time I read a book, I get incredibly tired and I never get very far. I don't have the attention span for like sitting down and seriously reading stuff. It's really hard for me to sit down with a book and not get incredibly tired, whether I really like the medium or not. I don't know. It's maybe it's my ADHD or something, but it's very hard for me to just sit down with a book, which is unfortunate because I basically... I, I, I have a similar problem when I sit down and I try to read my manga. It's just, it's it's difficult for me to stay focused, I guess. Fair enough. I definitely do not have that problem. I read a lot. Although I went, I had a stretch for a while, like right out of college, where I basically barely touched a book. But then when I finally got back to it, now I read all the time. And it's kind of amazing because I don't know how I went so long without it. 
But so, yeah, we have these conversations because you're spending all your time playing video games, which is why I have to beg you to play video games now, which is the whole existence of this podcast. Yes, we don't need to go into that again. (laughs) But I think most people would probably say reading books is more important anyway. But, you know, a lot of them are like older people who think video game video games are for children and stuff. So whatever. Now, here's the thing. Since you brought that up, I have nothing against reading, but there are numerous studies that have said on multiple occasions that, that, that video games help you in a lot of different ways, like problem solving and hand-eye coordination and just like, I mean, I don't, I I hope you realize I am definitely not one of those people that is trying to suggest that I think that because obviously I don't or I would not enjoy video games to the level that I do. I understand that, but it sounded very condescending when you said it. I just want to, it did not, you painted it in a very negative light, video games, I might add, on our video game podcast. I mean, video, obviously video games were just a terrible idea and should never have been invented, but this is the universe we live in, so we just got to roll with it. (laughs) Is it really an invention? I mean, at some point. Or is it just a, a, an evolution of a previous invention is just games in general? Uh, I mean, now we're getting into philosophical questions. I would argue that, yes, it's an invention and an evolution. But, like, I, that's not a conversation that we're going to get into. Yeah, but would on. a game, would, would games in general just be the original standpoint? And there's just been multiple branches of evolution since then. Anyway, so back to Regis, because we're never going to get anywhere. I'm just saying. (laughs) You know? Again, philosophy, I think, is a little bit beyond the the scope of our podcast here. Yeah, well, you hated Regis to begin with and wanted to breeze past him. That is not what I... What? I never once said I hated Regis. I like Regis. So then we need to go out and we need to find this white. Yes, because the Ravens returned and, yeah, say that they found one. And also a lot of spoons and a curse. Ravens did not mention anything about a curse. Well, Regis mentions that he had heard that this place was 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 cursed, and the Ravens talk about or mention that there are spoons. You get there. Those Ravens were not kidding. Lots of spoons everywhere. Holy crap. Lots and lots, like thousands upon thousands of spoons. And then you get into the house. You Every get up, spoon imaginable. You get up to the house and there it is there is a curse on the house well yes not necessarily on the house but there is a curse that is written down everywhere yes on the occupant of the house did you actually did you find that one special spoon and do the side quest associated with it yes yeah i did too and it really ended with like nothing at all yeah it was kind of anticlimactic it was very disappointing See, I actually stopped the entire quest line because I thought that that would be important. So I went out, specifically did that, and then came back. And then I was like, this, this did nothing. So you get yeah. there and you basically you you get to a point where you see all these spoons and you realize, hey, this thing's going to come back. Let me hide in this in, uh, in this. Before cover. that, uh, did you find, like, did you read through her, her diaries and stuff? Yeah. And the notes that she, like the when she tried to hire people? What, I'm not sure what you mean by hire people, but... So, so while you're looking around, before you get to the point where you're hiding, like, you can get some more information on what happened here. And, yeah, it's a lady who was cursed, and uh, the curse was basically that she would never be 
she would never find a spoon that could satisfy her and no one would ever uh, dine at her table and she would never like the way she looked. And uh, over time, she was basically turning into this white thing as a result of this curse. And um, there's several, there's a couple different diaries you can find that talk about things like, you know, her realizing what's happened and then like trying to figure out the source of it. Uh, There's one note in particular that uh, was very interesting, and the moment when I texted you was like, oh my god, I just realized the the twist of this whole thing. Uh, The note to, like, the investigator or whatever that she was working with, where she says, I think it was, like, she's like, I want you to go find this herbalist and get them to give it, you know, give me the cure. If it's not the herbalist, you need to go find this beggar. I don't know how you would do that. The only thing I remember is that he was trying to sell mirrors. Oh, I must have missed that. Oh. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gaunter again. Yes. Gaunter yet again. Again, we get the opportunity to beat you at your own game. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I saw that, that was I, I, I texted you. I was like, oh, my God, I just found the twist. I thought you meant you found the twist as in it was a woman the whole time. Oh, no, no, no. The twist, the, uh, the thing I was getting at was that it was Gaunter that did it. Well, that was also not the twist I was thinking about when you sent me that. So uh, <laughs> let's just say you're going to have an interesting session over the next uh, week. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so so again, the fact that the, this beggar who placed a curse on her was actually Gonter Odim yet again. And so, you, yes, so then at that point, you go down and you you hide where, like, by the White's Cauldron, knowing that she's going to be coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. And then you get the, the option to kill her or try to, ki- to ki- lift the curse. And uh, I hope it's not a huge shock to you that I attempted to lift the curse. What? What? Right? I can't believe it. I just murdered her. I mean, that does sound right. Yeah. That was probably the right answer, but, you know, I I definitely didn't. <laughs> so you sit down at uh, the table and you basically have to, like, trace the curse backwards. Like, okay, well, no spoon will satisfy her, so you have to eat without using spoons. And you have to voluntarily sit at the table and eat rather than being forced. And I think that was all you... Oh, yeah, then you make her look in the... You have to make her look at her own reflection. Right, in in the thing, yeah. And then when that all happens, uh, she freaks... She, like, screams a little bit in her white language and freaks out and, and takes off. And Geralt's like, well, I think that worked. Meanwhile, but, uh, Geralt is, like, vomiting profusely after the bile that he's just eaten. Yeah, the horrendous i don't know if you noticed but when like you get regain control of him your toxicity is like halfway up too yeah yeah it was not a good time it was that strong yeah so like literally any normal person straight up definitely died because if oh yeah killed Geralt. well there were those bodies all over the place where right this thing had forced them to eat it because she thought that that was the way to 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 lift the curse to lift the curse yeah uh, and it obviously did not end well for any of them, but yeah, Geralt by voluntarily doing it and, and surviving the horrendous slurry of poisonous bile lifted the curse and 
you have to go you go chasing after her outside where she is an old lady now yay we did it a winner is us you i she's dead oh you know i killed her i figured it was what's best for everybody Uh, you know it makes sense did you they were they were killed for a reason did you let her stay in your i uh, did okay that was compassion that okay that was one of the that was one of the only places to get compassion was to allow her to to stay there forever in your thing or at least as long as she you want her to it's kind of cool because you can go back and kind of have a conversation with her here and there and just be like hey what's up you having a good time she's like yeah i love it i'm glad that like you know her time i mean obviously the curse is horrendous or whatever but i'm glad that she like recovered and was like i really just kind of want to make food and you know be a servant and not, you know, try to go back and be like the the wealthy noble or whatever. She definitely like, kind of learned her lesson. And because Gerald yeah. even says, he's like, uh, are you sure you're okay with like just making my dinner every once in a while? And she's like, yeah, honestly, you know, there may be a come, there may come a time in my life where I want more, but right now this is all I need. He's like, cool, make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Geralt need food badly. Geralt, you don't understand how many calories I burn through burn. Yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, that that uh, enhanced metabolism. I'm gonna need like a dozen BLTs right now. Yeah, I'm gonna need a couple eggs, uh, a couple dozen eggs, <laughs> a couple cinnamon rolls. If you can find sugar, did. Did you when when I I did kind of like the major domo thing where you finish the whole thing, and they kind of sit yeah. back there and they're kind of talking and everything. And Geralt's like, "So they am just, I like, going to get some any, wine?" And he's like, "So am I going to get any wine this year?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, probably not this year, but you know, there might be some next year, assuming we don't have any issues." And I was just sitting back there, and I'm like, oh, "It kind of it's kind of nice that like Geralt is sitting there and thinking about." You know, His future. it'll be kind of cool to sit here and just have this winery for the rest of everything. Yeah. And and like it, it, it kind of goes back to the same thing we, we said about the going to the wedding with Shawnee. Like some of the best moments in this game are the quiet times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true of a lot of games because like that's almost always the stuff that I remember most about like Bioware games like your Mass Effects and your Dragon Age are you know, okay, cool, there's cool fights or whatever, but the stuff that usually winds up standing out is, like, just standing around and having talks and, like, the best DLC in the entire Mass Effect series is the one where you just get an apartment and get to have a party with your friends, and it's great. I think my favorite moment I can't talk about yet, which is unfortunate. Yeah. but It's it's one of those moments, but it's it's just great. Okay. But I I, I love those unicorn. (laughs) Uh, which is why it's great (laughs) oh dear we're not talking about the unicorn in the gardens from the party or from the scavenger hunt no okay a different unicorn I was gonna say because we already covered that but like and I don't remember anything special so there's got to be a different unicorn going. different unicorn depending on your choices okay sounds good for me (laughs) <laughs> so uh yeah you finish that and then you get your stuff and then you 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 basically you go back to regis and he's kind of working on his potion but turns out there's more one more thing you're gonna need 
And it's horrible. Blood. Yeah, you need blood of the same species as the thing you're looking for. Specifically, like, well, has to be feral blood. I was about to say, yeah, because Geralt's like, I don't understand what the big deal is. You're right here. And he goes, yeah, uh, about that. Turns out we have to get, uh, it has to be very, you have to be in a very agitated emotional state. And the easiest way that Regis can think to do that is to lock him up and make a bunch of blood so that he, he spill a bunch of blood so that he can go uh, crazy with his bloodlust. Holy crap. Specifically, he, he, he has been talking this whole time about how he is reformed from drinking human blood because apparently he, for higher vampires, it's apparently like a drug. Yeah, he got addicted to it. And that basically higher vampires try not to go around and be super bloodlust because they just, they, they basically just want they're like, okay, humans are a thing, and we don't really care about them. We don't really care about human affairs at all. And at one point, he was talking about how he is reformed, and he doesn't drink human blood anymore, and he he was addicted and everything, and he has to drink some human blood. Along with a uh, potion that basically makes him even more sensitive to it? Yes. Basically, Which, he locks- oh no. He locks himself up in this mega terrible super dungeon that the entire and, and this is that seedy underbelly that I was talking about because this is one of the things I was thinking of when I was talking about maybe Toussaint isn't as cool as everybody thought it was and this isn't directly Toussaint but I mean this is on their soil turns out there is this vampire that lived a long time ago. He went around going and super murder deathing all of the humans and just being just being real into that blood, like re- real about it. all of the other higher vampires were like, buddy, got to <laughs> stop doing that because they're going to hunt us and everything. And even though we we are the only ones that can kill each other, if they kill all of us, there's kind of nobody to bring us back. You really need to like Stop. So in yeah. order to get him to stop, they tortured him for several centuries, and their torture was cool. Uh, it was basically torturing exactly what we're about to do to Regis, which is make him all smell all that delicious blood and stuff, but not be allowed to have any of it. But even worse, because did you yeah. read what they were doing? Yeah. All of the journals were talking about how to treat human as cattle. Because the only way to torture this guy effectively was to have the blood close to him that he really wanted, which turns out was humans. So for multiple centuries, they basically tortured him and a crap load of other humans in the process. And Geralt's like, dude, not cool. Regis goes, yeah, I'm super not proud of that. I mean, what else are you supposed to say about that? But like, wow, dude, you're really going to sit there and try to say that you're better than humans after that? Yeah. Uh, come on, Regis. Which, uh, 
See, also seems like kind of the the message is going on here is how vampires and humans really aren't all that different because they're both kind of terrible. They're both kind of super terrible because wow. And so then Regis gets in there and Geralt immediately, to his credit, walks up and immediately goes after this whole ordeal is done. He's like, are you kidding me? There absolutely had to be another way. He's like, if you had told me that this was going to happen, and he's basically kind of stops him, and he's like, yes, 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 I know. You never would have let me do it in the first place. And he's like, yeah, no duh. There's no yeah, way. Exactly. There had to be another way. And he goes, there is, but it's dangerous. It, basically, like, there is, but that one would have been even worse. I know what that one is. Oh, good. Oh, good. I, I get where he's coming from, is all, oh, is all I'm going to say. I kind of get it. But yeah. Okay. So, and that's another ex- example of, and that's exactly why I never, ever let Triss allow herself to be tortured because at the same time, I'm like, there absolutely must be another way. There has to be another way for us to get this information and not involve the torture of one of our best friends. Like, yeah. there, there's got, there has to be another way. But, so, of course, Regis, knowing this about Geralt, he's like, yeah, 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 I get it. But no, that I'll survive. And that's the thing. I mean, Geralt, or, or sorry, Geralt, uh, Regis cares. It is very clear that Regis cares about Detlef. And, and the reason is because the last time that Geralt saw Regis, he was, I think they described it as like a puddle. Uh, as I understand it, a mange basically like power teleported in him into a pillar, and he basically just like turned into yeah, like a, a pile of mist and 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 bad. And so he wasn't dead because again, only higher vampires can kill other higher vampires. Detlef was the one that brought him back to life, like yeah, so as- actual life, and he said that he was not dead. He was very aware that he wasn't dead. He was just cold, alone, and frightened. Yes. And that's what he knew. But also that he was what most humans would consider dead. Because Geralt asked him about that. Well, he said he has no idea what it would be to... He specifically says he has no idea how what things would be like when a human is dead. But that's what he... He imagines Imagines. it would be like, because that's all he knew was just, he knew that he was something, but which also a human wouldn't even know that because they'd just be dead, dead. I mean, I guess to be fair, we have no idea, but yeah, like assuming that you think that there's nothing after this, then yes, you would just assume that there's just nothing. Yes. So, so yes, I mean, I know I'm good, but you, for example, (laughs) are gone forever. Gotcha. (laughs) So. So, the reason why he 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 feels such a strong connection with Detlef and the reason why he he specifically wants to do all of this, including torturing himself, because he feels so strongly that there's no way Detlef would be doing this without a reason. Yeah, and he even specifically says that, you know, the pain I felt can never remotely compare to what he's done for me. And so I would do it again in a heartbeat. Which, which the thing is, I don't know much about Regis, but what I do know about him is he he obviously trusts Geralt 
a lot considering yeah. all the things that he's told him and that either that or he just doesn't view Geralt as a threat but it, it it's very clear that they have a past and that they are friends so in this standpoint right R- now was- above all else I'm willing to go along with what whatever Regis has to say right I mean, as I understand it, Regis was part of the same, basically, group of companions as Dandelion and Zoltan and stuff. He was just another, you know, outcast who hung out with them, just like everybody else in Geralt's group. So, you complete the potion, and Regis is kind of like, uh, are you sure you can do it, Geralt? And, and Geralt's just <laughs> like, you do I, understand that, like, potions is our whole thing, right? <laughs> You're like, I'm... I'm more than qualified to, to do this, my, my, my dude. What's even funnier is when you're in the, when you're completing all that stuff for the Major Domo, or BB, uh, as Geralt calls him, uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, they found something weird in the cellar. You go down there, there's this whole alchemy station, and Geralt's like, oh, that was really good stuff. Somebody who owned this before, they're using like dragon files and this stuff, and da da da. He starts naming all of these things. And the guy's like, uh, cool. Don't know what any of that means. And Geralt's like, oh, I'm just saying he did like a, a really good setup. Like is it all the stuff he has. And the guy's like, okay, cool. Like, I get it, man. Like, I don't know anything about alchemy. And Geralt's like, okay, fine. I'm just like, I'm just saying it's good stuff, my dude. It's like, it's good. It's funny because Geralt just keeps going on and on about how great this alchemy station is. And the guy on multiple occasions is like, okay, I don't know any, I don't, I don't know anything. I'll I'll take your word for it. Like, I get it. And Geralt's like nerding out in the background (laughs) about how cool this station is. Yeah. He's like, Regis, how dare you? (laughs) Like, if there's one thing that I am passionate about in this world, it is alchemy. I've got it. Like, it saves my life on a daily basis. That and Quinn. <laughs> At first, I, I swear, at first, I thought you said that and Gwent, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Could you play Gwent with Regis? Uh, I don't think so. I, I want to I, I say I thought you could, but maybe I was wrong. I, you could play with just about everybody. There is one section, well, I can't remember who it was, but they walk up, or no, it was, I do remember who it was. I walked up to a uh, brothel, as it were, <laughs> and I walked in there and it, it, of all the times for my wife to come in as I'm playing the game, it has to be when I'm walking into the brothel and she's like, ooh, the white hair, ooh, you're, st-. she's like, oh, you're sexy, you're going to be great, let's, g- ladies, get over here, you're about to have a good time. And I'm like, okay, um. I swear I wasn't doing this like two minutes ago. <laughs> and then she comes up and, and there was an option for Gwent. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm playing Gwent. And so I, I hit the Gwent button and Geralt goes, hey, so um, there's something I want to do. And it's just between me and you. <laughs> and she goes, oh, um, well, I. That's not usually something I, I, I do, but I mean, for you. And then <laughs> then my wife starts walking over and then oh, she goes, well, well, what is it? And Geralt just looks at her and says, Gwent, you play? 
And my wife was like immediately busted out in hysterical laughter. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that this is, is what I'm doing with my time. That is amazing. I walk into a brothel to play Gwent. First of all, of all the times for her to come in, it is definitely the cliche of, I think Ace needed to go to the bathroom or something, and I was in there playing the Witcher, and she's just like, oh, so this is what you're doing with your time in here, huh? Yeah, you're playing for the podcast. And I'm like, I, I swear, I, I literally didn't know where I was at. And then when the whole <laughs> Gwent thing showed up, and I did that, and then she started talking about, oh, well. I'm like, I swear I can explain. And then she goes, Gwent, do you play? And she lost it. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm like, Gerald, dude, you got a problem, man. <laughs> he walks into a brothel. And he's like, yo, I've got something that just you and I can do. We're the only ones that can do it. She's like, oh, yeah, let's do Gwent. Um, cool. Oh, okay. Hikes up her skirt and then walks in the room. Is like, fine. Here's my Skellige deck. Ah, dang it. <laughs> but yeah, so. She's like, I won these cards off of everybody else who asked me to play Gwent. <laughs> she's like, it's so rare that I get any, like, you, sir, you got a problem. <laughs> so. We do all this brewing, you know, when, when Geralt's not busy uh, playing Gwent with courtesans. Well, that was is... way later, I, I want to point out. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, his alchemy skills are second only to his Gwent skills. So he was all about getting that potion ready. And then he goes ahead and uh, takes it as Regis watches over him. And it's apparently very intense because Regis talks about how much he was shaking and stuff, but you get you, it. It works, and you get to see a vision of Detlef. Uh, first of all, he's at a boot black, and uh, the man he's going to kill, which is uh, Delacroix, is is there and waiting to do his spot. And then someone else tries to cut in front of Detlef, and Delacroix stops them and basically is like, "Hey, it was his turn. How dare you?" And they become friends. Yeah, they and are like hanging out and drinking and stuff. They become pretty good friends, and that is really the first. That that's really the first indication that it's like, um, okay, so Regis has a point. Yeah, because he's actually being really nice and generous and stuff, and like everything you see, and then Detloff like is clearly visibly torn up as he goes ahead and kills him anyway, and then stuffs the money down his throat and stuff to imply that he was a bad person when the vision very clearly shows him being the chivalrous knight, like or the, the, you know, person that he's supposed to be. And I'm pretty sure he also even says, I I'm sorry, my friend, as he's yeah. killing him. If I remember does, correctly, yeah. because he understood that it turns out maybe this guy's not as bad as he thought. Mm -hmm. And that, Okay, so he's just nice to this random stranger who he knows nothing about. Why am I killing this guy? Yeah, and especially in a way that's meant to imply that he is, you know, a really bad person because he does not seem to be that way at all. Exactly. And then you get a, another shot of him back at the boot black, like just like sadly sitting there by himself to kind of round it out. Yeah, because one of the big things was 
the fact that he was sitting one after he went to the boot black, it was him sitting there at like after that guy, he the other dude shoot him away after both of them were sitting there and they were both sitting there talking and everything and having a great time. Mm -hmm. And then it does go back to the boot black indicating that he's been there a lot and that more importantly that he was sitting there by himself and looked visibly shaken by what's happened. Right. That he clearly was like regretting everything that had happened. So then you get to go, you get to go talk to the boot black. Yeah, because that's the only lead that you got at this point because he shows up multiple times. So obviously that's a good starting point. Which I thought was really funny. Yes. Because this, cli- this kid clearly has great business sense. Yeah, that kid is is wild. Because like, when you first show up, he's uh, being accosted by some random adults who are accusing the kid of like intentionally muddying the stuff outside their house so that they'll have to come get their shoes cleaned again. It was like the barber... I think, or yeah. or the or okay. some merchants or something that are around the town, but specifically, yeah, this boot black you you find out is going around to different places and putting mud everywhere. Yeah, so that they'll get messed up, so they have to come back to him. And I'm like, wow, kid, you're like eight. <laughs> so you fight those guys. Yeah, and, and then they get the guard shows up. What did you say to the guards? I was like, oh, you know, this is. What, what are these guys doing? Uh, nothing. You know, th- we just had a little misunderstanding, but it's fine. And the guards didn't care. They're like, well, you need to go to the the stocks anyway. Yeah. So I specifically go, yeah, I'm the dude about the investigation. Yeah. And they go, oh, so what are they doing? Impeding the investigation. They go, cool. So a couple days in the clank will do you guys good. Yeah. They, they do the exact same thing, even if you try to... Because I was going to try to be like, okay, you know, I covered for you. Now don't bother the kid anymore. But they take him away regardless. I think they understood they weren't going to bother that kid anymore anyway by the fact that I just destroyed all three of them. Well, I know. But so. I mean, I hope they got that. Imp- I understand. I it. think the best part is that you find out the kid actually is muddy yeah, all those like, water. He's like, oh, I- I'd like to propose a partnership where. Uh, I do things and you keep an eye out. And he's like, so you really were doing that. Well, and then he goes, well, and, and Geralt's like, well, I guess, you know, maybe we can talk about it. And he goes, yeah, well, you can carry the pot. And Geralt goes, so you actually were doing that? Oh, yeah, I, I of course. You know, I've got a business to run, sir. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you ask him about Detlaf and he's like, that'll be a lot of money, sir. He's like, you know, that kind of rings a bell, but with some money, I bet I could make the bell ring louder. How much money? 500 crowns? What do you need with 500 crowns? And then he talks about, like, all this legit business stuff that he's like, yeah, this is all stuff I could do if I had more seed money. Yeah. (laughs) Did you wind up giving him the money? I'm like, yeah, dude, duh. Yeah, me too. I was like, you know what, kid? I respect that. You clearly have a plan, so du- yes, I'm giving you the money. Exactly. If you were like, I'm going to use it for drugs, I'm like, okay, <laughs> um, Ard or whatever it is. Exney. Exney. <laughs> I always get them confused. Ard, I, I'm, I'm going to, I think that, isn't that specifically the one where I freeze him to death? I was about to say, like, if there's one you should know by now, it's Ard, because yeah, it's the one you talk about how amazing it is. 
with the ice. It is way more amazing than any power you're currently using. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I did the same thing. I'm like, you know what, kid? I respect that. You clearly got this all planned out. Here's your money. Yeah. I honestly can't think of a better thing to do with 500 bucks right now. So here you go. Yeah, it's not like I need it. Because it's such if a it weird means feeling. That, I'm just like rolling in money after. If it means that maybe like, you're not going sorry. around and throwing mud in front of people so that way they get more their their boots dirty more often then okay kid sure. take my money yeah for real and and then uh he still doesn't quite tell you everything and then regis shows up oh and regis is like you just don't know the right way and he goes hey kid here's this special serum and if you put two drops of this on any boot it'll shine faster with less work. He goes, that means you can do more and more shoes in a single day than you ever would have been able to do otherwise. And the kid's like, cool. So I want that. I'll tell you anything you want to know. <laughs> so then you find out where, uh, at least a, again, a lead on where Detlaf might be, which is in this random, uh, he says it's a building on the docks with a red door. Yes. Which is all he can give you, but you go and find it. Turns out it's a toy store, an abandoned toy, or like a closed toy store. Yes, and you get there, and there's a whole bunch of stuff strung all about. This is where you get the leads because all five guys are written on a piece of paper. Four. No, there were five because there's five virtues. There are, but uh, there were only four of them because I distinctly remember making a note of that. Like whoever is still next wasn't there. I'm pretty sure that there were five. Because if you read the notes, there's only four notes. But I mean, I guess maybe I missed one, but they were all the others were just stacked in a pile. So I mean, I, I guess I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when they were talking about the names of all the people that there were a total of five. I only remember four. And also, like, there's no reaction of, oh, this is the other person. We need to go warn them or whatever. So, well, that's there's there's a reason for that. Okay. I mean, may- maybe I'm wrong, but I could have sworn that there's five pieces of paper. I I guess it doesn't matter that much to me because the reason is I, you went back and talked to Anna Henrietta, right? Yeah. He, Geralt, I don't know if he tells her that yet. Well, regardless, you get the piece of papers. One of them has a wine stain on them. And yeah. that's your next lead. And then you have a picture of the woman, presumably the woman that... Detlaf is, is, is being blackmailed for. Yeah. He, he loved her. It was a human that he fell in love with and she's been kidnapped and that's why he's doing all of And that. that's one of the notes that you find out. Yeah. So Regis says that he will sit there and basically wait for Detlaf to show up and then he, he will wait until you get back for you to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, both of them will be there waiting. So you go back to see Anna Henrietta and you kind of give her an update and she's not happy that you let the monster get away because the oh, last time that. the last oh, time wait, that yeah. she had even saw you was when you were running after the beast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And she's very unhappy that you didn't capture the beast and I can't remember I can't remember if he mentioned it being a vampire yet. It is. No, this is, it was then. 
And he starts to explain, like, why they can't just go out and fight it about how, you know, like, you can't really permanently kill them. Only another vampire can do it. And the unique abilities that they have and stuff. And because the captain of the guard basically wants to be like, well, I don't, all right, if the Witcher's too stupid to do it, I'll just take some guys now that we know what we're fighting. And Geralt's like, yeah, they'll all die. Yeah. Like, all of them. And so, I mean, they're they're definitely all super unhappy about that. Yeah. And she says, well... This is weird. So the only lead we have are these pieces of paper of who's going to be killed next. And I'm pretty sure it's here when Geralt specifically said the beast is a vampire. The beast, he he's being blackmailed. He will stop yes. if the blackmailers stop. And that's why I thought they just didn't care about the last two. That's why he does I mention that. Yes, that's why I thought that all five of them were there. But nobody no, I, cared it, about the other ones because they already said if they stop the blackmailing, then he'll stop killing. Because that's all yeah, that's they ever that, mentioned of it again. They do have that conversation, yes, but I swear that there were only four. But regardless, um, independently, yes, that is what he says, that it is this. And he basically talks the Duchess into trying to, like, the, that talking to the beast is going to be the only answer since you can't actually kill it because none of them are higher vampires. And yeah. And then the fact that there's a wine stain on the card, uh, she calls in the Royal like sommelier or whatever, sommelier or however, whatever that is to identify what the wine is. You know what I find really funny about that is not to belittle any sommelier, especially not one that would be the best in the land or whatever. Well, I mean, like if you work for the king or the, you know, the, the, the ruler, you're probably pretty good at your job. I get that, but they've also had multiple sommeliers in real life mess up really terrible wines and be like, oh, yeah, this is like some yeah. delicious ultimate good thing. So at the same time, it wine is very, very difficult, and yeah. it almost kind of seems at a certain point, it's almost kind of like who even cares I mean, I guess because I'm not rich and I don't really have anything else better to do with my time or I haven't spent my entire life with wine or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, who cares? Like, legitimately, who actually cares? Yeah, but it, it's still kind of an amusing scene where he just sniffs the card and is like, oh, yeah, I totally can tell you exactly what this is. That's Sanreal. And she's like, that's impossible. And he goes, yeah, but it is. She goes, okay, cool. Well, your word's law because you literally, it's impossible for you to have made a mistake. He didn't, and apparently yeah, doesn't. Say, he was right, but I'm so just sitting I mean, there more like, power to him, I guess. I really have trouble believing if that's actually possible or not. I mean, sure, but also like, that's like one of the least ridiculous things in this fantasy universe, so I just roll with it. I get that. I just have something against alcohol in general. Uh, but he... So Geralt's like, okay, well, why is that impossible? I don't understand. I've never even heard of this wine. And she's basically like, yeah, because it's something that only the royal family gets to drink. Which my first thought is, how much money do they pay for this that someone can make wine exclusively for the royal family and, uh, you know, have that be a successful venture? Apparently a pretty good one. Clearly. Apparently this wine and, and people will go to any links to get this wine and they like this is the ultimate wine and they'll do anything to just get a a drop of it 
Like, well, I've got a drop on this piece of paper that apparently is still smellable. (laughs) But so since there's only one place that makes it by, you know, the decree or whatever, the the Duchess is immediately like, okay, well, we're going to go look at this. And then Geralt's like, whoa, 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 what do you mean we are? Yeah, no, I'm coming to... No. No, no, I'm going. (laughs) You really don't get much of a choice when it comes to pretty much Anna Henrietta is going to come with you everywhere. And you just got to, like, come to terms with that. Yep. Which, I mean, is okay. At least as of right now, she's kind of an amusing character to hang out with. I I gather that that may uh, apparently change in the future. But so far, anyway, she's still pretty great. Yeah. Here's the thing. In the future, I don't think she's necessarily bad. I just think that, at least from my perspective, I, I kind of don't necessarily agree with her. I just think she's going about things the wrong way, personally. As, as typically people in power do, they just want they want what they want, and it doesn't. They don't really take other people's opinions into account. Kind of like how she was really mad about, well, I can't believe you didn't just kill it, and like, what is your problem? And it's like, okay, listen, lady, and I, and I I say lady as in like Lady Anna or whatever, yeah, like. You don't know the situation. I, you, you, you hired an expert, and an expert is telling you what is going on. I'm not trying to be shady. I'm not trying to not give you information. I'm trying to give you everything I can give you to tell you like what the deal is, and this is the current deal. And she's just kind of unwilling to really look at things in a different way, which is which is why I. I'm just saying that I get into a disagreement with her about that. Fair enough. So you go to this vineyard, and I will say the vineyard's really like the first obvious sign of that moment of, wow, I'm not sure how I feel about this because, well, I guess maybe the second, because the first was at the uh, fighting the the monster and being like, yeah, that was a terrible idea and her, her chewing you out. But so you go to the vineyard and talk to the master of the vineyard who's making this stuff, and he's basically like, yeah, nobody gets access to this wine but me, and she immediately goes, yeah, uh, either you're lying or you're an idiot and someone stole stuff from you because we have evidence that there's some out there. So then you have to go like check all the barrels to try to find the missing one, which I I was, again, very confused by because they repl- he replaced the wa- the good wine with some swill or whatever and it's like why even do that there's only one family that gets it like just say you made one less barrel like i really don't understand why he would do that it's not this was from a specific year they can't make any more like they would have had x number of barrels of this specific wine and unless the duchy is specifically requesting it like there's no way it would have gone anywhere Oh, yeah, I guess. Like, they're not, like, they'll make some this year, but they're not going to go back and make another, like, they can't make more of a specific aid. Like, that's impossible. No, no, what I meant was, like, why didn't he just say he made one less barrel or whatever? Or, like, it went, like, I just, like, trying to replace it with something that they would immediately, especially since he could immediately. It would have already been on the register. He would have had to have gone back in time or fudged all the books that he already gave her for that year. Like she would already have the records, presumably, of that year of how many barrels should be there. And Geralt said that this dude took meticulous notes and it was all written down here. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, like it just seems like it would have been way easier to be like, oh yeah, uh, like we were pulling a barrel out and it spilled or like shattered or whatever, and the wine spilled. Like, I mean, that sucks, but more than like trying to obviously fake, I don't know. Whatever. I feel anyway. like that would have been a super ultimate lie because again, why on earth would he have done that? If she didn't specifically ask for the wine, I think it from where he was sitting, it made more sense to just in order to keep all the books straight, at least at that point in time, because here's the thing. He never thought he was going to get caught. He would never have gotten caught if it wasn't for the fact that this note happened to have a dot of this wine on it. And she even said that she specifically said we never would have caught this at all had this note thing not happened. Yeah. So then she says, okay, well, he's going to jail for treason, which means he's going to die. Right. And that's which, another which, thing. Is again, kind, it was kind of like, I was just referring to where I'm like, really? Treason? Yeah. Uh, that, for, for selling some, some wine? I mean, I get that this is like your personal wine or whatever, but like, holy crap. That seems real ridiculous yeah so that makes like the second time where i've been like uh really lady uh yikes anyway so he was getting ready to sell another barrel of the wine and so Geralt's supposed to like basically drive the coach there the captain and his men go ahead to set up an ambush and you show up in the cart and then there's a whole lot of thugs this is the part where I got that like 360% bonus because there's so many guys and I just, you know, like annihilated everyone and it was great. So you, you, you go through and deal with this situation and then you, they, they catch one of them alive and you get to uh, interrogate him and that kind of sucked. Although not nearly as bad as it could have been compared to some of the other things that have happened in this game. Wait, they didn't really do much. Basically, Geralt just threatened he was going to kill him. Well, they, like, started to, like, uh, I mean, they, they, they beat him up for a little while and stuff. But, yes, yeah, so I guess. Not really. They just, uh, they beat him up no more than they beat everyone else up. And Geralt just kind of says, hey, you can be a, a bait for the Beast of Beauclair. He's like, go yeah. get the rope. We'll tie him up. And they basically just yeah. threatened a beating. I mean, I, right. I, I guess I'm not. Maybe I'm not remembering it, but it, I mean, there's there's some actual beating before then, but it's not it's not too as far bad. as everything, everything else in this game is concerned. That's yeah. like super tame. Yeah. So he he talks about this guy, the uh, oh god, where is he from? Citrin. Yeah. C- yeah, the Citrian, which is apparently all anybody knows him by. Just a like this tall, dark haired guy who said he claimed he was a noble, but the the Dutch is like, yeah, I don't have anybody from Citrian on my court, so it, that can't be right. But he's buying this wine, and he's going to be at some big, uh, or uh, yeah, you don't know that at this point, but he's the one doing this, and uh, so that's our next lead. And then the captain of the guard is going out to go find information, and we're just going to hang out and wait on him. And then he comes back much later. The 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 Anna Henrietta is getting really worried at this point, and he comes in and. Like very late, and they got ambushed by a whole gang of thugs because apparently it's not just one guy. There's this whole organization that's doing whatever this is, and uh, they eventually get a lead that he is going to be at this big soiree, like masquerade ball thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the next area of attack. The captain's like, 
oh, we'll send all of our men and surround and and, and Anna Henry is like, no, if you do that, obviously he's just not going to show up. Uh, we need to go in undercover. And so she and Geralt are going into this party. Which again, hilarious. Yes. There's a like kind of like the wedding. There's not as many, but there's a few random like activities you can do. Like you can throw a bunch of paint at a canvas, like just throw balls of paint and then listen to people like trying to, it kind of makes fun of the artsy people like with, Oh yeah, you know, it's clearly about this, uh, the, the duality between good and evil and stuff. But they and- didn't take time to make fun of the sommelier. I mean, they did by the fact that he was like the most pretentious person I've ever heard in this game so far. But yeah, it was funny because when you were kind of walking away from the whole paint thing, one of the ladies was like, oh, I would love to get to know him more, but I see he didn't come alone. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You also have the opportunity to like walk in on a whole bunch of other artists it kind of sounds like some guy, like some girl is about to swindle some dude out of money. And and she's like, mm. hey, listen, if you don't want it, my buyer's going to leave. Like, I, he, he he can be gone tomorrow. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. I'm totally interested. I'm totally, I, I want to buy. I want to buy. I want to buy. <laughs> okay, dude, you just got played. Yeah. There's a bunch of random. Uh, so you're looking for this artist or like singer rather. The Citrian has apparently been hanging out with and figuring that if you can find her, you can find him. And after a couple of, you know, leads where you find people and have a couple, you know, funny, oh, that's the wrong person moments, you eventually trail some perfume that that you find out that she was wearing to, like, the dressing rooms area of this little manor house. And... The guard turns out immediately recognizes Anna Henrietta because he used to work at the palace. And then he's like, I will do anything for you, my lady. And great. Uh, stay by the door and don't let anybody out or in. Which, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Is it's like, Yeah, that, that was oh, a good thing. My queen. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go in. I, I do want to say you, you were right. There were only four sheets. Oh, okay. There are four lights. <laughs> so that that that's the thing like the party was kind of fun and all but like i kind of mentioned some foreshadowing at the beginning of this podcast we basically just could have fast forward to right to this moment because i cared so little about anything that happened at this party <laughs> the one thing that they did notice that they wanted to point that that i thought was interesting and the very first thing i tried to do at this party was go get to her mm-hmm Anna Henrietta mentions that, oh, well, that's Ophelia or whatever her name is, Apanya. Yeah. And she's standing there without a mask, and he goes, uh, so she doesn't wear a mask? And Anna goes, it doesn't matter if she was wearing a mask or not, everyone would know it was her. And this is actually, specifically, Geralt says, Dandelion used to complain that all artists were like cheap people that had no money or anything like that and just a bunch of stuck up snobs that didn't really have any money at all and Anna goes yeah this isn't any of their houses (laughs) it's Ophelia it's hers which is kind of the first indication that there's something up with her yeah and uh the first thing I tried to do was get to her and unfortunately there wasn't a way to do so but yes now we're getting back to that guy so you show, you get into the room and she's dead. 
the the singer has been killed. The singer specifically, not Ophelia that we just mentioned. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the singer has been killed, and um, Anna Henrietta decides she's just going to you know go run off and get help, and Geralt tries to take off after the guy, and you you go on a whole little chase. Well, not really a chase. Like you're just following the trail, and you you go up a ladder and across a couple balconies and stuff, and you're in another room, and there was a, some kind of struggle. He was trying to steal some gem, and then some, he fought with somebody. You find out later is the light of Toussaint. Yeah, he was the, yeah, the gem that he was trying to get was the light of Toussaint that Ophelia apparently had in her room, as you find out. Yeah, because, oh, I just bought it a while ago. From some lady on the street. Which is what's important about that is this is an heirloom. That has been in the family, specifically the Duchy's family, Anna's family, for generations. And Ophelia has it. Okay. Yeah. Uh. And then she's like, oh, yeah, uh, the the guy was rummaging through my stuff and he had his back to me. So I, I attacked him and we overpowered him. And the guy's like, wait, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you did what now? She's like, oh, yeah, he... He, he, you know, I kind of pushed him and he fell out the window. And I don't know if you noticed, but uh, when you were looking through the win- window and when there was an option to examine the window, which I think was one of the last yeah. things you actually could do, there was a candle holder, a candelabra thing on the wall yeah. that was completely bent over to the side. And then yeah. the window was pushed open. Yeah, and also, um, Geralt, if you in the initial room where the murdered singer was, when you go to the window and realize that's where the guy went, there's a some marks that you can look at, and Geralt comments how strong this guy must be to be able to have forced this window like this, and then he apparently just got shoved out the window like nothing. And so you're Geralt's like, uh, what? Okay, cool. And it was right about there that I was like, something's up with her. And immediately after that, when you're all sitting down for dinner, because not only that, Anna says when you're walking around the party, I think it was when you were walking around the party, but it might have been someplace else. She was kind of like, you know, I really like Ophelia, but there's just something about her that just seems off. It's when you're having this conversation because her her servant like comes up and she excuses herself, and then you have that conversation. It's also when she t- when Anna tells you about her sister. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she thinks that maybe her sister is involved in all these plots. And she she thought that it was possible when, when it was the wine, but then she knew when she found out the it was the, the Light of Toussaint, because the Light of Toussaint was supposed to be Savannah's. Yeah. And so then that's when... Regis shows up, not just Regis, Detloff is with him. And I'm like, Ophelia's a vampire. Yep. And and even more so because she's like, when when they're saying, oh, I didn't know you you knew each other. And she's like, oh, we've known each other for ages. Literally. I'm like, yep. (laughs) And then Geralt's kind of like, okay. (laughs) Because he even mentioned, because I don't know if you're at that point yet, but Regis even mentions it later. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, Ophelia's a and Geralt's like, yes, I know. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I used my deductive reasoning. That big witcher brain. Thanks, dude. I was able to put two and two together. But then you also 
when you wasn't even two and two. That was a one and one, Regis. You have the opportunity to kind of and and the thing that I want to talk about that is so tense is when you sit down, you kind of are talking about like she brings up that it's vampires and everything. And Regis and Ophelia and Detlaf are all kind of like, uh, what's going on? And then she's and then Anna's just sitting there basically just being super open about this because she's totally oblivious to the situation. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? What is this? And Geralt's looking at Regis like, why are you here? You were supposed to wait at the house. You're not supposed to be here. What is wrong with you? And meanwhile, Anna's just running her mouth about everything that's going on with all these vampires and everything. And she's like, can you believe it? And and then Detlaf kind of slowly walks over and he's like, sometimes people just don't have a choice. And sometimes things are the way they are and you, you don't really have an option. And, and very quickly, Geralt has two ways he can respond. Yeah, and you I have can, a very quick choice to make. I can only assume that you went with the, okay, man, like, I get it. I'm on your side. Or did you? Yeah, I did the, just like a human. Okay. Because I was like, oh, if you didn't, I gotta know what happens, because I have not seen that, and I want to see the argument that ensues. You you sit there, and and, and he goes, yeah. Much like a human, you know, they'll do anything for for the people they love. And, and Detlef kind of says, like, okay, so you're cool. I'm glad you agree with me. And then he says, you know. I can see why Regis likes you. He, he specifically says that. And he says, you know, if you had an opportunity to talk to the beast, I think he would want to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> And this is this is the situation where I'm like, nothing in Heart of Stone made me feel like this. This whole section right here, this whole this moment right here solidified for me, me liking it more because I'm like, for me to have such a reaction to everything that's going on. And I don't know, maybe it just hit me harder than it hit you. But I'm just like, everything is about to pop off right here. If I say one thing wrong, everything could go down poorly because I got Regis, who's kind of on my side, but is like he brought Detlaf here. Anna is here. If anything were to happen to her, like I'm super screwed. Ophelia's definitely a vampire. It's me up against three higher vampires. I am not in a good situation. No. And like, I totally agree with Detlaf now that I know everything that's going on. Like, I wouldn't have mentioned the human thing if I didn't. I wish I had the opportunity to tell you on my own terms. Yeah. And, and so then Geralt kind of takes a minute and he says, they mentioned about they need more wine and they would uh, have their servant go get one. And, and Regis kind of goes, I'll go do you it. to me like. No, Geralt's like, I'll do it. Regis, can you come with me? You know more about wine than I do. Oh, okay, okay. I couldn't remember if it was, if it, I, yeah, but yeah. Because Geralt, because Geralt's immediately like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you. What What are you doing? Because then he pulls him off the side and he's like, my dude. Yeah. Why? What? <laughs> he's like, well, he was in a hurry. I get it, man. But, but why? Why? <laughs> why? 
Would you do me dirty like that? <laughs> You're doing me real dirty right now, Regis. I'm not comfortable with what's happening at the moment. And he kind of flat out says that. I'm super not cool with any of this right now, but you already know, like, we're good. So as long as we continue to be good, and specifically, you get information before they show up of where they probably are. Yeah. And he says, I know where they're at. And Regis says, great, let's go there now. And he goes, no, no, you are not coming with me. You are to stay here. You have to promise me that. He goes, yeah, fine. I promise. He's like, I hope he's like, I, I can't have that left go because he's because Anna's concerned that her sister is going to be at this place and that and Geralt's basically terrified that uh, Detlef is going to kill her if he comes. Exactly. And at the time, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, OK, so I got to get two people out of here. Detlef wants to murder one of them, but I've somehow got to convince him that, like, no, we can't do that. We got to be good. So like Detlaf, you gotta stay home, man. You you gotta you gotta, you just gotta sit the next couple plays out, man. <laughs> yeah. Like I got this. He you understand I've gotten this far. Buddy, I'm very, very good at my job. I promise I've got this. And so I I, I think we're kinda gonna end things there. Yeah, that's a good uh, cliffhanger moment to stop on. And because there's so much more I wanna talk about. So, Andrew, what I'm really interested in are your expectations. Well, I mean, given how everything else has gone so far, I am assuming that I'm going to go to this place and there's going to be like yet another layer of conspiracy and we're going to find out that like the sister's involved, but she's not the real root or whatever. And there's someone above her or the sister is also a vampire because somehow everybody's a vampire in this (laughs) kingdom. Well, she was born under the eclipse. Yeah. That may have turned her and into apparently a vampire. That's a bad, apparently, that's a big deal. Because apparently that was enough to like make her evil or like enough that Anna, because Anna questions Geralt if that was actually possible. And Geralt's like, yeah, maybe. Well, and Geralt says, I don't think we have enough information to go on. He goes, a lot of these people are evil, but there's no evidence to specifically say if it wasn't for how they were treated. Right. He's like, it might have been that, or it might have just been the fact that they were treated like outcasts their whole life. Although, here's the thing. Naruto was treated like an outcast his whole life, and he becomes Hokage. So, <laughs> I just want to point out. All right. All right, listeners, be like Naruto. <laughs> if things, the moral of the If podcast. things are bad, be like Naruto. What would Naruto do? Except maybe don't do any of the stuff he did as a kid. Because like, like everyone will hate you. And then his son, because it turns out maybe Naruto isn't the best dad because maybe Hokage isn't it's the best job. job for being a dad. But that's like, yeah. okay, I guess. He's doing his best, all right? He's doing his best. Just like the third Hokage was doing his best and trying to also raise Naruto. But here's the thing. Being Hokage and being a dad or a father or a grandfather is hard. Because being a Hokage in murder universe, murder ninja t- universe, you a busy guy or it's gal. True. It's true. So that's the true moral of the story. Actually, the, the real moral of the story is One Piece is better than Naruto. I like both of them. I'm not willing to say which one is better than the other. But it's One Piece. But anyway, no. so for real, 
Yeah, at this point, I honestly don't know, even know what to expect beyond like the half joking things I just said, and even then, I know half joking, half joking in the sense that One Piece is is not better. Yeah, no, it it definitely it definitely that, that was the only isn't. that was the only not joking part. Uh, ninjas just are better than pirates, like just period. Luffy is a great main character, but ninjas are just better than pirates, period. Okay, well, before we deteriorate into another argument, uh, I think that's going to have to end this episode. I think you created your own argument here. It's true. One Piece and Naruto are both fantastic animes. You don't have to sit here and, and mangas. You don't have to sit here and try to say, maybe if, maybe if One Piece would ever end, we'd actually know which one is better. Yeah, it's true. Uh, one Piece... Uh, uh, Seems weird that one of our heroes actually completed their task, <laughs> while the other one is such a garbage pirate that he can't even figure out how to get One Piece, which is probably just going to be, it was the friends you made along the way the whole time. It better not be. I, it really had better it's not, not be It's not ever going to end, so we're never going to know. Please just end it. Please. It's phenomenal. <laughs> And I love it, but like a thousand yes, episodes, guys, come on. Just let me watch the final episode like I did with Naruto and just end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, have I time to keep up with it. Oh, and the awesome battles along but the way. Speaking of ending, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Video Games Cover to Cover. As always, you can find our contact information in the description, and we'd love to hear from you. I miss Yennefer. Yennefer.